Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy Z Murray. What up, dog? This is Eshaw. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy DJ Paul KOL for 360 Young Busy Ball. Vice World. This your man Matt Mine the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Man, and I could be wrong, but man, 
man, I'll just be thinking like that, man. I wonder if it was some shit. I wonder if it's some shit they put out on put the, out there on us. Cause like I said, man, this shit right here came out of nowhere. I ain't dealing with this shit. Like I said, like you said, we was dealing with the water crisis. Like man, one thing got another, and that that really just like really killed the little water crisis thing. Shit, that motherfucking virus, man. That shit is that shit so scary. I I, uh, I was working at this little place, man. Messing family business, messing with a little place, man, and my boss. She had she had died from that shit, man. So that shit was pretty uh, deep, man. My uh, I lost my grandfather and grandmother too, who raised me in 2020, man. 2020 is a 2020 was a hell of a year. I got a song, I got a song called Bye Bye 2020, and that's what it's about, man. 2020 is a, was a hell of a year, man. It was a month, but that's when everybody was dying, and that's when the virus came and everything. But man, 2020. Was a was a bad year for for me and for probably for a lot of people in the world, but man, 2020, man, it was a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your grandparents. Uh, did did they succumb to COVID? No, they didn't. You know, I don't think so. You know, my grandfather, he just uh, you know, he my grandfather was 90, 93, and my grand, it was just crazy as hell, man, because that's who raised me, man. My mother, my grandparents, and it was just. It was just crazy, man. How uh, I don't know. He just he just got sick, you know. He just got sick, and uh, you know, he uh he passed away. But it was like I don't know. Then five weeks later, man, my grandmama passed his wife because she was she was damaged anyway. After he left, it was like you know she didn't really know, really know what was going on, but she did know. She was just like so sad, and it, you know they've been together. They had been married for like seventy years, man, and they all. Uh, it was just crazy as hell how he died, and five five weeks later she died right behind him, man. So I, you know, I don't I don't know what it was from, if it was the COVID or whatever. I don't I don't know, but I just know they both lost their life in twenty twenty five weeks apart, man. That shit was crazy. Then the motherfucker, and then another thing too. Uh, my album that I just uh dropped out called The Pandemic. My engineer, the the Dayton family longtime engineer, Bernard Terry, man, he passed away too, man. And my album, I originally had like 15 songs on the album. He mixed in, and he passed away. I was finna finish the album, and he like, I was in the studio maybe like the next day or two after he passed away. And so what it was, you know, I just don't know no mixers around here that can mix on this level. Bernard Terry... His birthday was like three days ago, and he would have been—he would have turned seventy years old. But what it was, he wanted them—he wanted them guys been mixing like forty years. So, like a lot of the young rappers and stuff that come up today, you know, they don't have them type of engineers like like the Dayton family engineer. We really had a cat Bernard Terry, which he the one drunk out there. He mixed the MC Breed Future in the front. He mixed. Top of the top authority albums, he mixed all the Dayton families, all the bootlegs. He he, the one that was all uh, brought you ready for the world and mixed all they stuff. He was like man, the greatest engineer around here. And not only that, but he was he come from the old school. He was like one of them type of engineers that was so serious that went to school for it. That all uh, like like the type of engineers that mix like Michael Jackson records. He was one of those or Prince. One of those. See, a lot of rappers that come out today, they don't. You, it don't take all that. But man, he mixed. He mixed the shit out. He actually was just. 
he was actually his mixing skills was actually getting better and better. It, as crazy as it sounds, but as crazy as it sounds, with him being seventy years old, he was such a healthy cat that didn't uh, you know, he didn't eat meat and all that type of stuff, man. So it was just I was real I was real surprised when he passed, man. He wasn't a big guy or none of that. He always he was so big on health, man, and he always talked to us about health and stuff. So it was it was such a surprise for him to pass away. But when he passed away, he had mixed ten of my songs. I had five more to go. So once he passed, I didn't want to play with my album and have other cats, you know, mixing that wasn't going to mix on this level. So I wasn't able to really put the other five songs on there. I just, you know, in the memory and, and, and just just an honor to him, I just went on to drop the album with them ten songs, man. And I'm having I'm having such a good response from the album, man. It's just, man, I'm, I'm talking about I had people really, really loving the album, man. Yeah, man, that's uh, uh, that's horrible, man. I'm sorry for your loss for your grandparents and your longtime engineer. Um, you mentioned so many classics, but uh, he got to uh, work with you on this last project. Those five songs, uh, are you going to put them out at a later date, or are you just going to uh, keep what, keep them in the vault? Like it, it, what, what I'm what I'm gonna do is no. What I'm gonna do is they probably be for a next album or something, or maybe I use them for. The, a Dayton family album. At first, I was so down. Like I say, 2020 man was a bad year for me because, like I say, you know, my grandmother and grandfather they they raised me, so they raised me. And then with Bernard Terry, he was like a father figure to so many people, man. He was just, man, I can't even I can't even explain it, man. He was like a he was like a um, I mean, I I just can't explain it, man. He was he just wasn't no normal guy, man. He just. He done done so much stuff in his resume, man. It's a lot of stuff that I'm not even mentioning. It's a lot of stuff that he done that I don't even know that he did Father's R&B. And he, he was like a Quincy Jones type guy, man, like that, man. He was like a, man, he was an icon. It was, man, I'm talking about, man, we lost him. We lost a big dog this way. And it, it's to the point now where, like, you know, all my, all my music, that's the only studio I really – recorded in, really mixed in. So it's like now I gotta find another studio and uh I don't know what studio it's studios around here. I'ma find one but I'm a I'ma probably drop music but I'm not gonna mix. I may have to go to the south or Los Angeles or New York or maybe Atlanta. It might be some in Detroit, but man, he was where he was at on this on the mix at the time he passed away. He just, man, he was still learning. And he always said that. He was like, it just, mixing is a game. He always told me mixing was a game that, you know, it don't matter how long you've been doing it, you know, when you're dealing with young cats. So when the young cats started coming with the bass and all that, it was an adjustment for for him to just, you know, he mastered that. Now the whole other generation, he's been recording with a whole other generation for about, like, Maybe the last seven, eight years, so he didn't master that shit now. So now he can take the Dayton family favor flavor and he can really make that shit knock like today's rappers' fathers beats and shit. You know what I'm saying? So man, I was really down about twenty twenty was a down year for me, fathers, man. Just man, there was some important people in my life and like Bernard, he was he was just the type of person that all uh, and everybody from here tell you that. 
Everybody from here will tell you that, not just me, every artist, man. He was more than just an engineer. He was older than all us, and he just was so wise. And, you know, when you're going through something, he was just he was just a person that I go talk to and was a mentor and everything. So when I heard he passed away, man, that shit, that shit crushed my heart. At first I was down about it, but then, like you said, you know, just to have him to be able to, you know, just to thank God that he did get a chance to mix ten songs. You know what I'm saying? So I just, you know, I ain't going to get down about it. I had my grandparents 92, 93 years. So, you know, they lived a good life, man. I guess it was just their time to go. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very, very unfortunate. Uh, um, I feel you, man. I lost my father a couple of years ago. And it's something you never get over, you know. You're going to be with it the rest of your life. But like you said, you, you just got to keep those memories alive, you know. Just keep those positive yeah. vibes you know, that's how yeah. we, we we keep going. But um, Bernard Terry, uh, did he ever, uh, you said he, he worked on the Dayton Family stuff. Did he uh, do uh, stuff with MC Bree back in the day, too? Yeah, yeah. He, he done the future in front. Uh, Bree, bigger song. That was that was Bernard Terry that mixed that. Yep. But uh, matter of fact, Bernard, I mean, Bree was messing with him before all of us. You know, Bree was the, probably the first one. That was messing with Bernard Terry. He was the first one, and Bernard Terry, like I say, the future in the front ain't no future in the front. And that song right there was Father's rap, was his biggest rap song at that time. Cause Future in Front oh, wow. that went platinum, just the yeah. single alone that went platinum. Yeah, yeah. That so was, he had uh, all them. Yeah, he had yeah, all that, them. What you say? Unfortunate. No, that was very unfortunate, man. Because. Uh, <laughs> You know, it sounds like he um, he worked with so many people over there. Cause uh, ain't no future in your front, man. That really put the Midwest on the map, not just Flint. I mean, that was like the whole Midwest. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. huge, man. That um, he did that track. Yeah. I had no idea. Um, yeah. Let's give him a let's give him a song off this uh, pandemic. Uh, you know, everybody get this right now. I know it's available online, but uh, they can get physical copies from you too, can't they, Shu? Yeah. All they gotta do is they can hit me up on Instagram. They can hit me up on Instagram and get physical copies. At if you hit me up, my Instagram is the Dane Family Shoestrings. Let's put that in. Hit me up. I'll get hard copies to you. You can leave your address. And I, like I say, I got Cash App, I got PayPal. Man, I done sent out, man, I done sent out so many. Man, I done, man, I probably done mailed out, man, probably three thousand CDs to people already, man, already. Wow. Just, just so you know, they really feel it. Or you can hit me on uh, Facebook under Rocky Street Peterson, and you know we can kick it that way, and and, and uh. The album on all social medias, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, you name it. It's the album. I say two friends of the Dayton family, the pandemic album. And uh, so what song you want to run into? Uh, uh, Man, I, I, I tell you what, I, I couldn't even tell you because all three of them are bangers. But let's go with... Uh, Let's go with some uh, murderers, man. Let's give them this one, man. This one's hard as hell. They all are, but uh, break down this one. Um, who did the uh, production on it? Uh, this, this little, this is actually this young, this 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 young white cat. He was a young white dude. Name, uh, his name is Lenny Smiley. 
And he all he also produced uh Ira last album. He produced uh Ira last Bootleg's last album. Uh he done a production, Bernard Terry mixed it, and me on the rap and the song called Murderous is just talking about how the young guy right now in the hood is like is telling the OGs, like OGs trying to talk to the young cats and they just you know what I'm saying, it's like in some cases it's the wrong thing to do. They ain't even trying to hear that. They disrespectful. So here it is, murder. Right here. We'll be right back. Murder Master Music Show. Shoot straight. Right by the way.
Yeah, that's definitely hard right there. And that really uh, shoestring makes you think, you know, a lot of these guys, these younger guys, man, they're they're fucking crazy, man. I mean, I came up in the yeah. early 90s, you know, and it was rough then, but these guys now, they're taking out guys our age, guys in our 40s, early 50s, you know. Look what happened to Gonzo the other day. Rest in peace, man. Gonzo. Yeah, I'll for the say, I'll for the say, when we was coming up, man, it at least we still had grandparents and uncles, and we had yeah. some kind of morals. You know, you had people doing gangster shit, but man, this this generation now, that when it come to just foul shit, the devil in it, man, we was nowhere near as foul. That shit, we we rapped about gangster shit and all that shit back, man. That was like. Church back then compared to now, man. Eight man, yeah. eight man, shit. These young motherfuckers ain't. And another thing, you didn't have all them automatic, you know, all them automatics and AKs on the streets. You know, you had regular guns like three fifty seven, thirty eight, all that. Now these days, man, it ain't shit. Everything, all of everything, seventeen shot. You can get anything. These cats Drum can rolls. get anything. Yeah. yeah, you can get Tommy clips. Everything is out here now, man. These young dudes, these young dudes, and being a junkie is uh, being a junkie is the shit now. Everybody rapping about the drugs and the dope and all this. It's, it was cool to make a you know a dope song, but man, that's the way of life. And like I say, man, you got you get your ass whooped, man. Hey, man, you get your ass whooped. You better not get your ass whooped now. Shit, you been a motherfucker be on the side taping you and you look go to the crib and your kids and your girl them be seeing you done got ass whooped. You know who's scared? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm real, man. I've seen, I've been watching Facebook straight up and watching Facebook and just didn't even know and looked up and seen some guys I grew up with just getting their ass beat. Like, damn. You know, I'd have heard about fights and ain't even know it and just watching Facebook. And, man, that, that, that's why I meant, that's why I said that. You, man, you fuck around, you will be, you will be a joke. You playing around, man. These motherfuckers, like I said, families used to kiss and show some love. Shit, now them motherfuckers taping your motherfucking ass on Facebook. Shit, it's, it's all cold, man. And the OGs, they want to blame everything on the old. See, you can't, the older rappers, you couldn't do that. These guys yeah. now, I don't know, all these rappers is like, you know, these motherfuckers murdering each other. They, It's different. So you might, you might can blame a lot of the rappers today for a lot of the shit because they got tats on their face. You know, they, they fighting, they doing everything. It's like, like we'll fight, we'll fight and do whatever, but we still had love. We wasn't just—it's just too disrespectful now, man. See, you talking about Biggie and Tupac, shit, man. These guys, man, way surpassed that shit, man. They're killing people and then going and pissing on the grave and filming it or dancing on it. Or, or, I mean, there's just no fucking respect, and it, it's just gotten to the point where it's a pandemic in itself. You know what I'm saying? There's yep. pandemics within the pandemic. And it seems like yeah. this album, you're touching on a lot of shit, man. Um, yeah. As always, you know, that that's always been a part of the Dayton family. Um, you know what I'm saying? When did you guys develop that, man? It seems to me like, um, you know, the Ghetto Boys came out, NWA came out. You guys were like a mixture of the two, but for the Midwest. Anybody ever, like, kind of yeah. uh, compare you to, like, a Midwest Ghetto Boys or a Midwest NWA? Well, we grew we grew up on that shit, man. You know, we we yeah. grew up on that. You know, you know that Ice Cube and you know Ice Cube, Scarface. It was my Scarface was my favorite rapper. 
Ice Cube and Scarface. So we grew up on that gangster shit. When people can't act like, you know, when Cube them came, Cube them made it cool for you. You you know, it's crazy how, it's crazy how you never know how you can come across until you hear a person come across. So when NWA came and Ghetto Boys, it's like, damn, you listen to MWA, you just like, damn, these motherfuckers just like, it make you want to, you've been wanting to say, now that you hear that, you just been wanting to, you just been wanting to cuss a motherfucker out all your life, really. So they just let you know it was cool to cuss a motherfucker out, man. You know what I'm saying? So either way it go, whether you really did it or you just wanted to let some stress off your chest. Because when I was growing up, rap was a battle. It was also a battle. So, you know, we stay. I stayed in battles. When I got up, when I got out of school, man, I, we'd meet up on corners and shit. The baddest rappers, whoever, whoever was supposed to be the baddest rapper, you know, I catch the bus or catch the wrong bus over there, and, and we battle it out. You know what I'm saying? So, so when you was talking a lot of gangster shit, see these kids think now that when you see the the thing is. These kids now, the motherfuckers that's really out here that's actually doing all the killing and got bodies, they think rap is more defined than them. They think because they didn't kill the motherfucker or whatever, it's, they got more responsibility to be a rapper. But it's but it, but that's not true. See, when it comes to when it when it when it when it comes to rap, rap was just rap was also them something like when you battle with a motherfucker, you want to eliminate a motherfucker. So I'm gonna say the I'm gonna say the coldest shit that I can murder you. I'm gonna I'm murder your ass with lyrics, and not just not meaning that we buy shit. Cause if we get to the gangster shit and it happen to get there, we gotta handle our business. But I don't want to kill my sisters and brothers. I don't want to kill a motherfucker. I ain't got to, you know. But like 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 uh, uh, Pac said, I'm not a killer. I'm not a killer. But if you push me, you know what I'm saying. You push me, it's like that. So that's what it is. But these motherfuckers think now, man, that. Having bodies and killing them, they think that get them the more. They think that get them authority to be real. They will look at you like, oh shit, man, he ain't killed nobody. You could be the baddest rapper. They will look at you like, man, shit, I got four bodies, man. Man, these niggas ain't they ain't killed no motherfucking body, man. It just, it's just the generation just look at it so crazy. But uh, yeah, I grew up on NWA, man, Ghetto Boys, and uh, you know they definitely had a lot to do with uh my career. Uh, KRS One. The old BDP, Scott the Rock had them, all that shit. I grew up on all that shit, man. Rock M, uh, Run DMC was my favorite group. LL, uh, Ice Cube, all them niggas wouldn't be no me without them. I can't even Run yeah. DMC and LL. And Run DMC and LL made me want to do it. That's who made me want to do it. But then when I when I when I heard you know Ice Cube and Ghetto Boys and shit like that and BDP and all them, they just gave me. They made me want to put energy with it. I already was a motherfucker that let off steam, so that just made me want to let off steam. But without them, man, it couldn't have been no me. It wouldn't have been no me. I, I got to pay homage to all of them, man. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't. Have, you know, I grew up on all that shit. So if you say you hear Tupac and some Dave family, you do. If you say you hear a little bit some Cube and the Dave family, you do. If you say you hear Scarface and the Dave family, you do. You say you hear... A little A bottom in the Dayton family, you do. You say you hear a little U, you little UGK in the Dayton family, you do. Cause I grew up on all that shit, man. Ain't no way you gonna hear hits. And it's just like it's the same thing with Temp. Our families growing up, the Temptations and all of them. That music, it's a, it, it's in them. You know, I got that in me too. 
You know, I love the Temptations. I love Smokey Robinson. I love all of them. I love Michael Jackson. I love Prince. I grew up on all that shit, man. Not just rap, but that too. And and I started rap from the beginning when Run DMC dropped. Hey, man, I was there. That's what made me. So, so you know, it just so my rap. My rap thing go way back to Run D though, man. So all them, all them groups, LL Run D, all them is in us. And you hear Dave, man, me and Bootleg, we grew up off all that shit, man. So it's all them are part of our career. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whenever I hear Rock Box, I, I can't help but to think of Flint Town. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah, always love how you guys yeah, flipped that. Where, yeah. That's what. That's where yeah. it came from. That right there, that's uh, where it came from. Any with the uh, real with this, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, classic dog. stuff. You know, you guys, you guys always yeah. appreciated those before you. You know, what I'm saying, and, and that's what it's about. You know, definitely what it's about. Um, let's give them another one, man. Let's give them kill you. Um, this one here is another. Uh, uh, this hard, hard track. Uh, tell everybody about this one. Okay, this is this is a jam called Kill You, and around here in Flint. You know, the last year, two or three, it's been a lot of guys that's been doing drive-bys, and they've been fucking around, shooting wrong houses up. Kids been getting killed, women. And the last two or three years, man, it's been a lot of, like I say, it's been, it, the, the, the murder rate just been, man, motherfuckers been murdering motherfuckers so crazy in Flint. But one thing that ain't been happening that's happening right now is a lot of these young motherfuckers doped up on highs and lows, taking everything from coke to pills to lean and everything. Then they lose their mind, go out here and go shoot up the wrong houses, and they killing babies and shit. So my story, this kill you is, motherfuckers, y'all ain't going to get with it. Y'all ain't going to get away with that shit. You kill them babies, you kill them girls, we coming to guilt you. So don't hide. We coming to kill you, nigga. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Be right back with shoe strips. Yes, we came to kill you. Murder, yes, is real food. Coppers, when they find you, yeah, you smelling like some mildew. You can't do a drive-by. Nigga, you was too high. Fuck around and shot a baby pussy, boy, you gotta die. Accident murderer, we ain't never heard of ya. Nigga killing kids, when we catch a boy, I'm serving ya. What the fuck you aiming at? Murder, you ain't claiming that. Killed the mama and the kid. Trust me, you gon' pay for that. Ain't no getting away with this. Took a shot and then you missed. Bullet hit the wrong person, now you on the coppers list. Now you wanna hide out, thinking you gon' fly it out. Soon as you make a move, boom, 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 bitch, we ride out. Enemies, they died out. Families, they cried out. What about them teeth on that grind, they got flyed out, say we gon' feel you, medicine you ill, dude, Peterson the name, and he came to kill you, hey, we came to kill you, bitch I just shot a nigga, hey, we came to kill you, students drop the nigga, hey, we came to kill you, my crew I'm off a nigga, hey, we came to kill you. So call the cops, my nigga. Flip, we get that killing in. Sick enough to kill a friend. Put your money on us. If we broke, then we gon' kill again. Haters ain't no killing kids. Should we make a murder bid? Put some holes in your fitted. Don't you make me come and live. Here I come with that drum. Rock and leave a nigga's numb. Once you put your finger on them kids, you gon' feel a hum. Boy, you wanna kill a girl. Maybe should've been a girl. Pussy ass nigga, you a bitch. Get a jerry curl. Put some polish on your toes. Potter up your fucking nose. Now you just a bitch with a gun wearing pantyhose. Now your ship is sinking, boy. What the fuck you taking, boy? Mad dog 2020. Was that what you drinking, boy? Shot a lady in the head. Infant baby love from Got they from the dressed in black, but bitch, you gonna leave some red. Snake, we gon' build you. Medicine, you will, dude. Peterson, the name. And he came to kill you. Hey, we came to kill you. Bitch, I just shot a nigga. Hey, we came to kill you. Students, drop the nigga. Hey, we came to kill you. 
My crew and my nigga. Hey, we came to kill you. So call the cops, my nigga. Choice, you know. Uh, and I, I, but and you, you got to weigh your options. 
it's and 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 the thing too. No, I can't win because I'm a diabetic too. I'm a diabetic oh, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, I've been yeah, handling. Yeah, I've been controlling. I've been controlling it pretty good. But like you say, man, just uh, you know, I've been the type. I ain't, I ain't never really been a sickly motherfucker in my life. I've never been. I've never been a type to like, like when it come to getting flu shots and all that shit. I mean, when I was a kid, but. And I ain't took none of that shit, and I always been all right. But uh, like I say, this virus shit, this 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 COVID nineteen shit, is, we ain't never deal with nothing like this. So like I say, yeah, I'm, it's a game I'm, I'm more my, yeah, it's a game changer. So like I say, I may have to, I may have to just soak it up and uh go on and get fully vaccinated, man, and just pray yeah, to God, I mean, I, you know, my mind, you know, you should be good though, Shu. You should be good because uh. Uh, me, uh, you know, with my immune system the way it is, I, I only had one day where it felt like I had the flu, and that was it. It just felt like I was okay. real, like, weak and, and didn't want to get out of bed, and then the next day I was normal again. And uh, I'm not yeah. magnetized. I can't I can't have spoons stick to my neck and shit. I see motherfuckers talking on Facebook about stuff like that. <laughs> I just laugh, you know, because, you know, we don't know what's in it, but at the same token, we do know what's in COVID, and it's killing motherfuckers, you know? Yeah, for real. Yeah, but, uh, that's very you know, crazy, man. It's my, good to hear Blue doing it. Oh, yeah, my girl oh, had it. Yeah, she had it. I went, like I say, at the little, where, where we we all had to go get tested. Everybody had to, like I say, at the little place I was messing around when I lost my boss and died. It was a man when they motherfuckers would have got tested. It was like sixteen motherfuckers get tested for that shit. So wow. I'm, so it's like basically, you know, I was feeling. I, like I say, my body was. I think my body was trying to fight it off because my girl, she was, she had it, and she was in the back of the house. I was in the front of the house, and what I'm gonna tell you, I, I just feel weak a couple days. Just a couple days, I feel. I didn't. My energy. I didn't really have. Energy, well, I just, you know, I'm just, what I did is just, I just took regular shit. I took, I took it's crazy. I took there, I was doing shit like there, flu, drinking motherfuckers. Oh, I was um, sucking on hogs and just, you know, fruits yeah. and shit like that, drinking more water. It did, it just, I started feeling better, but I never did get down, down. But something definitely was going on. Yeah, definitely yeah, man. On. A lot of people thought they had it. it in uh, the end in 2019, you know, uh, I had a real yeah. fucked up cold probably, uh, you know, December 2019. I, I swear that probably was it because uh, I never yeah. had nothing to feel like that. But, um, yeah, it's crazy, man. It really is. But um, yeah, I want to ask you one more question before I bring on the homie from France. Um, man, the early days, man, before you guys was really getting going, um, and Breed was coming up doing his thing, man. Uh, what was it like seeing Breed, um, you know what I'm saying, just to just start, you know, dominating the Midwest rap game in the early 90s? Well, Flint is, Flint is, Flint is, is small. So every Flint is a town where everybody know everybody. So if you got some beef in Flint or something, believe me, you going to see a motherfucker. So that's the bad thing about Flint. Everybody know everybody or everybody go see. It's hard to when you and Flint, it's hard to you go like just say just say if it's a motherfucker out put it this how Flint is. Just say if it's a motherfucker out here with a cold ass Cadillac. Everybody yeah. go there be like, Man, you know that motherfucker blue Cadillac that's on them switches with the white top? Oh him, yeah, I knew that like that. It's like that. So everybody know it like that. So when it come to breathe, it's just 
man, Breed was just a guy. He was Breed was originally a beatboxer. He was a hell of a wow. beatboxer, man. And, was, and Breed was my family. My family, uh, my cousin, my cousin Gasno and you. They used to, you know, you know, when you hear you hear Breed's song, I'm down with my homie G A S and on Ian. That's my cousin Gasno. That's my cousin oh, wow. Gasno. So I had privilege to just see Breed and really know about him because I had family members that they sing, they sung on a lot of his shit. My cousin Gasno and you and them, they beatbox for him and everything. And Breed just being all the talent shows around here way before he blew up. Breed was a Breed was a bad motherfucker with beatboxing. He wasn't known just for the rap, man. He was he do all kind of shit with his mouth. He was just a talented motherfucker, man. And he was Breed. The Breed was known, and it, 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 it wasn't that. It was we always see Breed at Breed being all the talent shows around here, man. So we knew Breed was gonna blow. Anyway, he went to Northwestern High School. I went to Central, and we just see Breed all the time. I remember he had this. He had he, he had this one rap he was known for. It was it was something like it was. It, he had started off. All the king horses and all the king men. And then breed us again. It was something I can't remember the words, but it was cold, man. It was cold the way he you know what I'm saying, his style was cold. But Breed was a big boxing motherfucker. Man, everybody knew him. He was a dude that was around here. Everybody knew him for rapping in crowds and beatboxing. So his name was his name was big around the city, so I, I, I knew so much about Breed. It was just, oh, man, it was an honor. Just We knew he was going to blow sooner or later. We knew Breed. Breed was just a natural man. He was just a natural man, way before his time. Way before yeah. his time. Real, yeah, real Stuff talent. With his we voice knew. was amazing, too, man. The way he flew, flowed on the um, Ain't No Future yeah. in Your Front. Never got caught with a kilo. I mean, the motherfucker was just talented. Uh, but he was a beatboxer, man. He was like a boy from the Fat Boys or Bismarcky, huh? Yeah, he was. He man, he was real good at that shit. But he was always a rapper too. He just he just yeah. was real good. With the, he just was real good known for the beatboxing. Breed was a bad motherfucker all through school and everything, man. Won a lot of talent shows. He was definitely one of the top rappers around here. We knew just a matter of time. You see, everybody took the breed like uh Scarface too. I listen to some of Scarface, you know. I listen to some of his stories, and he tell me like when they first started getting together, that's who they went on tours with, and you know he was they. That's who got them on tours, like like Breed. And when I was listening to some of his stories, I didn't I didn't even know that, but he was telling me, you know, them them motherfuckers was already out touring and on shows and shit. So I was just listening to some of his interviews, and you know. Face was just telling you about how Breed had been out there and, you know, fucking with them and pocked them and everything. So I didn't even know that. But when you talk to Snoop, you talk to Dre, you talk, man, you talk to so many people. So many people uh, took the Breed. Breed was such a good person, man, and took so many people in, man. Jazzy, Faye, all of them, they'll tell you so many stories. I mean, if it's a rapper back in the days, then, man, they pretty much know Breed. They pretty much know MC Breed, man. Yeah, yeah, I know him and Pac were real close. Yeah, um, it was real, man. Him, Pac, him, Too Short. Uh, let me see, Too Short was one of his boys. Pac, uh, Scarface and them was real cool. Eric Sherman loved him. Him and Eric Sherman, they loved him all. George Clinton, that was one of his boys. He he always fucked with George Clinton, and then Breed was a singer too. He he was he was a sing rapper. 
So you know he used to always, that's why he used to always be into that functified shit and talking that funk shit because he, he really, Harmony, him and yeah. George Clinton. Yeah, he really fucked with George Clinton. George Clinton, he really, he that was really one of his good friends. Uh, that's yeah. crazy. Um, were you, uh, you know, because this was right around the time you guys were uh, getting ready to get on the Down South Hustlers and when you uh, met St. Charles and everything, were you guys at that last Jack the Rapper uh, when the, the Luke and Death Row brawl happened? Oh, uh, no, 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 nobody. I, I, I heard about it. But I, yeah, but I missed that. Yeah. I heard about it. And, we, and I was going to say, we uh, uh, Luke, Luke, we done, we done this way back in the days. Our first major concert with about 13,000 people, it was with Luke. It was with Poison Clan. Let me see, Poison Clan, Luke. It was eight ball. It was it was eight ball. Them Poison Clan, Luke, and it was it was in Michigan. It was in Saginaw, Michigan, at the Silver Center. It was about thirteen thousand people. And man, we 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 told that bitch Luke was headed, but we told that bitch off the hinges. Man, it was like Dayton family traveled so fast. It's like man, especially in Michigan, it's like. I mean, it didn't take but a couple months. It was like, man, I mean, it just, man, it exploded. Hey, bullshit. It just, when we started dropping little, when we started doing, when we started having little just hood tapes, started rolling around the hood and started doing shows, it just, it like, it just, it just took on a, a, a life of its own in Michigan. Like, 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 in Michigan, you, you had Dr. Dre, you had everybody, but in Michigan, the Dayton family was outselling everybody. I don't care who it was. In, in Michigan, we was outselling everything in Michigan. That was in Detroit, Pontiac, Saginaw, all these all these little places, man. We were just, and we was young. We was young, just booming CDs, booming tapes, out CDs, booming tapes out the, out the trunks. And we, we, we didn't really even know that that shit would spread like that. We'd go to Pontiac one day, go to the tape store, Promote them. Go to Detroit the next day. Boom, and boom. But we wasn't we wasn't there to stay. We just didn't know that that shit was really as big as what is what it was because we were so young. And to that concert we did with all with Luke, with about thirteen thousand motherfuckers. Man, in that whole building, man, they knew we had an EP we dropped. And that whole building, man, that motherfucker, man, them the thirteen thousand motherfuckers. They knew they knew that shit word for word, and we were just. We was young, and it was our first major stadium, and we just sit up. We like, man, I, me and me, what the fuck? We tripping. We see all these white kids and girls and shit and just singing along and everything. We like, what the fuck? We was, we was just, and we was dressed up in all our U.S. We was, we was red, white, and blue with our USA gear on, and we had dancers and shit. Man, we rocked that bitch. We rocked it so much so that we rocked it more than what Luke did. And, and and it was so it, it it was so it was so peopleable that Luke noticed it. Luke Luke when Luke got on, he was like, "Man, what is this a motherfucking date family?" He was like, "They was like, what is this a motherfucking date family party?" And all uh, he was trying to sign us then, you know what I'm saying? And and, and I didn't even know my, my, my manager. He didn't even tell us. I I I just couldn't remember it, man, because he had gotten indicted. My boy Matt Hinkle, who I was telling you about. You know, we got to talking about this. I had forgot about this. And he said, yeah, man. He, he said, you don't remember Luke when we had that meeting? Luke was trying to sign us and we ain't do it. He was like, remember, man? 
And I just I couldn't remember it. It just goes to show you over the years how you can forget some shit. But yep, when he came, and Luke definitely, you know, he he definitely was like he liked that date family shit. And before before we got with relativity or anybody, Luke was trying. Luke wanted to put us out and trying to sign us before any of that shit. Wow, I didn't I didn't even know that, man. Yeah, Luke. Yeah, uh, good thing won't. you did it because a year later, that's when he went bankrupt and um, uh, the label folded. So you might have yeah, you might have been on ice or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true too. Yep, and then yeah. uh, 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 Master P. This before Master P. How we got on down South Hustler, Master P. This before he blew it all. Master P. Had, he had like we was we we was uh before. We was, before, we was before Master P fathers on on relativity, and, and P was aware of that just before he had blew, and and P had, he had, he had loved it to Dayton family, and he had all I don't know he somehow he heard stick and move, uh somehow he heard it and he had contacted our little label and shit and was like what were we charging to um uh, for him to use that stick and move. Song on his album, and he put that on. It was on FBI, but he put that. It was on Down South Hustlers before it, before our album came out. It was on Down South Hustlers, and people were like, I don't care if y'all brought it y'all album, man. I just I want that song, and uh, I think we charged me like ten, twelve thousand or something for it, and he and it made me feel like he should have told him more. Cause as soon as we said, he said, okay, bam, and took it on, did what he did. Next the first song on Down South Hustle, and just how much he liked it. But man, Pete was a, Pete, Pete put that shit together, boy. Yeah, he he really uh, he really liked that song. I mean, uh, because you got to think about it. I think you, you guys, and CCG from Kansas City, that's Big Court, um, and them um, were the only guys from the Midwest on that project. It was a monumental, yeah. probably the most uh, uh, monumental Down South compilation ever. And it had and two was, Midwest uh, groups on it. Yeah, that's dope. And he had, he had, and he had stick and soon. He had stick and move. The first song on the album. Yeah. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. the first one. That was the first song. That's how much he. That's how much he liked it. But especially back then, you you hear stick and move now. But when back then, when you first heard back then, oh man, stick and move was back in them days. It really, it really would get you. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, everything yeah. you guys were dropping, man, of, uh, all the way up to this day. That's the the dope thing about you and Bootleg. You guys never lost your touch. You know what I'm saying? Like this, we, we're listening to this pandemic. Uh, some of these tracks, and they're they're just as dope as the classics. You know, that's why I recommend yeah. everybody get. You know, uh, and I, support the music. And I noticed, I noticed that too, man. I noticed that too, like, like some of the, you know, I ain't calling no names. I ain't gonna call no names. I never speak down on rappers or nothing. I love all the classic rappers, but it's some of them. It's a lot of rappers that was like, like, see, sometimes rap, sometimes you just be, sometimes you just be a person that just be, you just had a connection. Be at that time, you just had a connection. You not. I always felt like I, I, I always felt like. This is just me. I, me and Boot always felt like couldn't nobody fuck with us, especially if we fuck with the right producers. That's just how we feel. We felt like it was some groups that was in, a, in better positions by us being from Flint 
we felt like it was some groups that was in better positions and had and was from bigger states and had bigger connections. And I hear I hear some of the cats. I mean, there was always like number ones and everything. And I hear some of them cats now. And to me, their music is nowhere on the level of the music that they was making when they was on top. Now, do you ever hear that? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them. Uh, you know. Um... I won't name, I'll be like you, I'm not going to name the ones that uh, I feel uh, fell off, but I'll name a couple who are putting out dope shit now, too. Uh, Gangsta yeah. Nip. And his shit's hard. Man. His, uh, he does a lot of production uh, with the homie D-Tag from the Netherlands. And uh, Nip drops, see, he drops albums under Gangster Nip, and then he drops albums where he doesn't curse under Brother Nip. The production is always okay. A1. Lyrics always, okay. I mean, he hasn't lost a step. He can hit you with that horror core, you know what I'm saying, or he can come at you with that conscious, you know what I'm saying, knowledge. So, uh, that, man, that's another collaboration I'd like to see. What did you guys think of Gangster Nip when he came out? Do you remember oh, first yeah, hearing Gangsta him? Was, oh, yeah, Gangster Nip was, it was ill. He was ill back then because a lot of the sick shit he was saying was, like, it was still new to the gang. Like, like the only motherfucker you really heard on that type of shit at that time to me was like, you know, you had Scarface them that, you know, mind playing Luna, you know, mind tricking you and all that kind of shit and slitting your wrist type shit. You know, Scarface always was killing the game on that type of shit, man. I love the face on that type of shit, but in a serious way. You know, he was just serious. So when I heard Nip and then also Bushwood Bill, Bushwood Bill would be tripping on that type of shit too. Oh, his solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chucky. Uh, Gangsta yeah. Nip wrote that for Bill. Uh, they went, uh, uh, Jay Prince uh, took uh, Bill and Nip down to Galveston, Texas and uh, to write that song. And, um, yeah, he wrote he wrote that, and then he wrote the sequel. If you listen to uh, the, the sequel, Chuckwick, on the first Bushwick Bill solo album, Gangsta Nip's on there with him. Yeah, man, there's uh, Spice One. That's another one. He's still dropping some some dope shit. Um, shit, Public Enemy. Yeah. They dropped the dope record last year. What you gonna do when the grid goes down? Um, okay. Paris. Okay. Paris still doing okay. it. Uh, okay. So there's okay. some good ones. There's some good ones, but there's, I I know what you're saying. I see the ones that are dropping that that stuff that's kind of half-ass or rushed. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just, you know. I'm talking about some of the artists that was really leading the way that was really dropping dope records. If they records is not, they records is just, I don't know, man. It's a lot of them that I expect, but it just, it, it just, it just, oh, man, it just, it, it just don't reach to that level. Right you now. still got a lot. Some of them, and some of them ain't got to. Some of them records were so big at the time, they'll always be able to eat just off, just off. Touring on that old shit, regardless. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So some of them, some of them is big to where you know they just they was that big and they shit was that dope at the time that they like you know the promotion and everything made them so big back then that it don't matter right now. People will always go see them, always just off the old shit. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. That's 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 uh, uh, no doubt about that. Uh, we got the homie Sin from France. I know he's got a few. Uh, Sin, you there, brother? Yes, yes. Sir. Hi, hi, Scott. Hi, Nigel. I'm short screen. Um, can you tell us about the 
this song, Nice the Day, Flint Town, uh, from your first album, What's on My Mind. And uh, it was a dope song. Can you tell us about this one? What did he say now? Uh, he wants to know about the song uh, oh. Flint Town, man, which we were talking about earlier. Classic. Okay. Flint Town was a. It was. It was. You know, we was big Run DMC fans. So it started with we was Run DMC fans right off the bat. So we took Run DMC baseline and just Flint where we grew up at. Flint was just Flint was just Flint is everything to us. So it's like it's like if we was new, never been heard. So we had to make an anthem for our city. But it was just, it was the Run DMC in us that. You know, it was the Run DMC and us that gave us that one right there. We were just such big Run DMC fans. That's who made us want to do it. We loved them dudes. We, we, I used to wear shell toes. I used to wear Adidas shirts. I used to wear dives. I used to wear Adidas sweatsuits. I just thought that was the coldest shit in the world, man. So we Run DMC was just, man, that, that, they was, that was just the flavor. The old school flavor was in us. But Flint Town was all about you know, the clubs and the hangout spots in our city and just as young men, the high schools we went to, we rapped about our city, man, and we used the Run DMC groove to do it. And, man, that shit turned out terrific. Okay, right, right. And um, can you tell us about the the earlier scene of Flint, uh, maybe before Reed, uh, I mean in the whole 80s, before you start rapping, maybe, yeah, who was before Breed? Yeah. Breed, Breed was probably about the first one, man. You had Breed. Yeah. You had this group. It was this group called Took and Bone. They was called Took and Bone. They was more like, uh, it was two rappers. They grew up on that Run DMC era, too. See, you got to realize, Run D, y'all got to realize, Run D, when Run D came, Run D, everybody was looking up to Run DMC or either L Cool J. Everybody wanted to be Run D. You had never heard. You got to realize all the other flavors. All the, it was no flavors. You got to realize when Run D came, it was either them or L L. All that other shit was the hibbity hop, the hop to the stop, all that. We wasn't on that. That was my uncle them on all that hibbity hop and all that. You know, Grandmaster Flash and all that. Not knocking them. But there was my uncles that liked that. I never did take to that type of music. You know, I always run DMC. Once I heard them, that's what let me know rock boxing, you know, all that shit. So that's why that, the sound was every, the sound was either run DMC, rappers was run DMC or LL because that was the first month. And that's where it really started at for us. Now, in New York, if, you know, I know you had the Curtis Blows and all them, but from us in our era, we didn't take to the Curtis Blows and all that. We took Run DMC and LL is where we started at. So that was the beginning. That's what lets you know just rhyming and rapping was the shit. And everybody wanted to be like Run DMC. Adidas was everything. Adidas, Levi's, Adidas shirts, sweatsuits. You know, that, that shit, Run them had, man, Run them made the whole world want to wear Adidas. Back then, Adidas was the shit. And that's what it was, man. The sound was Run D, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that, we and also... Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What did he say? Oh, yeah. oh no, I, I said... I, I said, back the day, 
um, you got a, a MOP or Onyx song uh, who got a hardcore, hardcore rhymes, hardcore flow, hardcore music, and uh, maybe sometimes New York uh, magazines never talk about you or you, you'll be underrated and, and it was the same level how it was for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, uh, he's basically saying how a lot of these, uh, um, you know, say East Coast magazines or whatever, they uh, oh, didn't uh, give Dayton family the props that you guys should have gotten. They were killing, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, the New York, the New York motherfuckers, the fake motherfuckers, man, they were they was all the rappers and shit that I like. New York motherfuckers, man. They was killing us. They was on. They was hating on. That's how. That's how a lot of that West Coast. That's how a lot of that West Coast East Coast shit started. Cause when that when that East Coast shit blow, the whole world play that shit. Everybody you playing it, you hear it in Cali everywhere. But they ain't want to play. You know they was on that. If you wasn't from New York, you wasn't hitting. They was on their own dick so much. And a lot of the shit that they be giving fives and all that shit, man, that shit be weak as hell. But you hear the. All the shit I grew up to, you look in the source and all that shit, and that shit be getting two mics and a half, three mics, all that shit. They wasn't, you know, I, I used to hate that shit, man. I swear, they didn't, know, they didn't know music, man. They didn't know music. All that hip-hop bullshit they was on, a lot of that, yeah. a lot of that, a lot of the shit, a lot of them motherfuckers that was, a lot of them motherfuckers probably look now, and like I say, they had Rap City, and they had all that shit, and they... You know, it was easier access because all that shit was in their cities and all that type of shit. So they had access to BG and all that type of shit. You know, we motherfuckers coming from the struggle, from the hood, straight up real. And we got, I felt like, you know, us type of motherfuckers had to do way more to get noticed or get to BET and any of that shit. You know what I'm saying? So the New York motherfuckers, they was writing about kids that was from the ghetto and all the shit they was giving. I, I, know, it's some, I know it's some groups from New York to look at it now that the shit that they did then was so fucking playful with all that the wiggity whack Jimmy nigga and all that man if y'all don't sit y'all motherfucking ass down and you look at it now, you look at it now and I bet they look down at the generation where the shit they went to and they probably see themselves on women that where they might not because in New York they gonna always accept it. But around the world all that hippity, all that crazy man, wasn't nobody kicking that shit. They, they should be embarrassed for some of the some of the shit, <laughs> some of the shit they was doing in hip hop. But we ain't nowhere in the world. They come down here with that. They come. They would have been down here with that bullshit. And they would have been snatching them niggas off the stage and throwing them motherfuckers in the in the garbage somewhere. But don't get me wrong. This not for me. This not me knocking New York. New York is. This not me knocking Rock Him or Cash One or Run D. The motherfuckers. The motherfuckers that all that started us to do it was LL and them, but I'm just talking about all the other motherfuckers that was on all that hip hop shit, wearing all that dye in their hair, turning flips and kicking over legs and all. Man, y'all, they giving them motherfuckers all them all them motherfuckers all uh, uh, mics and all that. Motherfuckers would been down here, and you know they wasn't they weren't respecting the South and all that shit. Uh, motherfuckers down you know up north and all that shit. But look where that shit went to. Look how the South came in. Took over, ran the game. Look at how West Coast, look at Midwest. Gee, that that was our music done. That we we wasn't nowhere where you know you could walk outside and BT right there, Jam Jam right there. Nothing, boy, if I could walk outside, boy, Jam Jam right there and all that. Motherfucker would have did that shit ten years before he that before he did that shit. Gee, you know what I'm saying? 
That was a good question. That was a good uh, answer. question he asked, man. He right, man. That motherfucker was right about you on some bullshit, man. Yeah. It well, was we, like we, a new one. We, we, we held you down in the murder dog, that's for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, uh, we uh, we recognized it, but, uh, you know, Source, Double XL. But, but that's how they were with a lot of good groups. Uh, they didn't... Uh, they didn't do anything on uh, cats like Eight Ball and MJG. You mentioned uh, they didn't really do a lot on the South either um, until no. later on. You know, but no, they would never. Yeah, but a was a plus to put Dayton family and Flinktown on the map nationwide. They was a first. Yeah. Now when it comes to rappers. Now, when it comes to just straight rapping, just rap. Now, man, it's, it's, it's man, it's some of the best rappers come out of New York. Now, when you talk about just straight lyrics, just just lyrical, yeah. oh man, they they got some spitters, man. When it comes to just lyrics, now they got they definitely got some motherfuckers dropping bars on your ass, boy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Definitely. Yeah, just, just uh, the song about the South with Project Part of Prophet Parsi. It was a, a dope song. How it was to to um, like feature with him and the three six. Okay, what do you say? He said uh, the um, song about the South with uh, Project Pat. But, and uh, what was it like to work with Project Pat and uh, Three Six Mafia? Oh yeah, well they was like that was like being that was like. That was like being, you know, that was like fucking with somebody that was from your city. They got it. You know what I'm saying? We were down there fucking with them, man. It was like fucking with somebody right at the home. And plus, we was like stars going, you know, when I went down there fucking with them, I, man, I couldn't even, wherever I went, I walk in the building, the projects. Anyway, you tell me, man, that shoot straight for the date family, man, it just, oh, man, I couldn't, I couldn't even, you know, they treated the hospitality. It was like, man, we was, we was treated royal. It was so many motherfuckers. It was just like that. We, when a motherfucker found out Dave family was down there all in the project and everything, I went down there and I was shit. I tried. I went down there and uh, uh, fuck with them and shit. I, man, I shit. I made about five grand a song. I've done probably about six songs and I was, and I was there probably about five days and just shit. I made about seventeen, twenty thousand. So motherfucking fans down there just, you know, the word it just goes to show you when they was what he charged five grand. My, my, my man Nick would call and be like, look, man, we got another motherfucker, another motherfucker, and I was just going from studio to studio, going from studio to studio, just dropping lyrics. It was just fucking with 3-6 Mafia. It was so real, man, because, you know, they really knew about the Dayton family. They really had love with the Dayton, love for the Dayton family. It was just like fucking with our cars, like family. It's just like, that's just like fucking, it was just like fucking with one of my boys. They had everything laid off and they had everything, you know. Part of them had everything too. That was another thing. Like that was they had blue. We we was before them, like on relativity. So they had they hadn't blew up yet. So they like I say, just doing shit with us at that time. They hadn't really had blew blew up all the way yet. But they had already had money from the game. Part of them had everything. When I went down there fucking with them, they had they had they had. Big ass studios. They had, they they had paint shops and tire shops and and, and rim shops and 
and riding in Vipers and everything. They had man, part of them had they had money. They had street money before before anything. So they wasn't hurting when they was doing it. They was already getting street money. So when I went down there, I was making money off part of them just off already street money. Paul brother, I love it. Paul brother, I got a car from Paul brother, man. I can't think of his name, but uh, man, I, I can't think of his name. It seemed like. Uh, damn, I can't think of Paul's brother's name, but when you talk to Paul, tell him my brother's oh, Lord name. I can't think of Huh? The, the late Lord Infamous? No, real brother. Oh, Juicy it's, it's No, 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 it's his brother. It ain't nobody in a group, man. It was a... It oh, was his, oh, it's it was actual... His, okay, I got you. Yeah, it was a smart motherfucker, man. He was just... Man, I remember being. I remember talking to him, and just, it's just the way he conversated, man. He had a way. He had a way that when he talked to you, he'll always. Damn, he'll he'll always use it for example. I can't. It was so smooth, man, and it was just. I, I think he might have. I think he might have been getting ready to get indicted at the time, but you could just tell he was a real street nigga that was getting real money, and he was in the way he. Big game was just real sharp, and I just I I got a car from him. I got a car from him when I was down there from him. But man, he was he was a slick he, he, man. I, he was he was more of a, like an OG. He was older than us. But man, I just man, I, that dude was real. I kicked it with him. I don't I can't remember his name, but Paul to know who I'm talking about. But I could just tell he was a motherfucker that that was in the streets, man, and just was grinding and really knew he was older. And I could tell he was on some. He was on some Don type shit, man. I just I I, I can't think of his name because I think he was going Almost through some kind of like Scarfo, man. Uh, yeah, he was a real nigga too, man. He was a real nigga too, man. I ain't bullshit. He was a real nigga too, a, man. I can't think of his name. Yeah, because they, uh, uh, they had a guy that was running the profit posse with them. Uh, uh, Nick Scarfo, he was uh, putting the money behind yeah. them at first. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that might have been him. No, no, that was Nick. No, I oh. knew Nick. Nick the one. Nick the one brought me down there. Oh yeah. That's how we. Maybe Nick, Nick the one brought me. Yeah, that Nick the one. What it was is Nick. This how. This how. This how I got the fucker with three six months. Nick. Nick was locked in. Nick was locked in federal prison with Bootleg. Bootleg called me. Bootleg was in prison. When Nick got out, well, this what it was. Bootleg was Nick. Nick wasn't wasn't a rapper at all. He had three six mafias, but he had never rapped. He wasn't a rapper. So what it was is ID Bootleg. He had to well, he was locked up. He had to find a way to hustle while he was locked up. And so so when I when Bootleg was rapping, Nick liked him so much and was tripping. And Boo and ID Bootleg told him, I'll show you how to rap. And what he did is Ira wrote, wrote albums for him and taught Nick how to rap or whatever. He would pay, he would pay ID. He paid I every time Ira write a, a song for him, he would pay Ira thousand. So by the time he got out, when he got out, he had like two, three albums that Bootleg had wrote for him. So, wow. so when he getting out, Ira was going. Nick had Nick had never ever been a rap ever said rap none of but Bootleg was so good at this time. He taught him. He wrote raps and taught him how to say the rap. So he knew all these raps and everything. And when he got out, Ira was gonna get out maybe 
six or seven months late. So what he's doing, Nick was Nick was supposed to ID. He was supposed to get ready to get what it was. Is our mama was supposed to once Nick got out and got down back down to Memphis. He was setting it up where our mama was supposed to come down there and get it. He was supposed to set a crib up for ID. And when ID got out, ID was gonna go and move to Memphis. And what happened is, uh, I don't know what happened between them, but I end up going down there. If I recall me, was like, look, man, I got a nigga named Nick. Boom, he got this group three season mafia. Boom, 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 boom. Shoot, he want to do shit. Go to me. So when, once he got set up, he called. Me. So me and me, Steve, piss all of us. We went down there in Memphis and fuck with him. And that's when I fucking I done like I done one song with three six, and they end up liking it so much I end up doing four or five with him before I even left. And I don't know how that turned out. So what I do, I was making money. And I just send some, every time I make a, some money off a of verse, I just send, you know, I send ID 1000 or 1200 or something, 1500 off what I'm making. So, because Ira put the whole thing together. He the one, he the one to pick. You know what I'm saying? So, that's how I was. That's how I got down there. It's just, it's just he was in prison. So, I had to do it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was uh, incarcerated with Nick. I never knew that. That's a... Um... Uh, amazing story, man. Uh, rest in peace to Nick Scarfo. He was definitely uh, a driving force behind that whole movement, man. But I didn't know that, man. Um, that's dope. Uh, Sin, uh, you got uh, you got any more, brother? We're gonna go to this uh, last song before we close um, out. Just just one, maybe, with uh, how it was to to work with uh, Steve Pitts. He was uh, a legendary person, like. He was the Mike Dean of the Midwest. Can I talk the about Mike that? Dean of the Midwest, Steve Pitts. That's a good analogy, right there. Uh, Steve, Steve Pitts, man, that's my number one producer, man. It was uh, it was an honor to mess with him. I love him. He's a friend of mine. Uh, he's the greatest producer I ever worked with. Uh, I still to this day, I think he is just as great as I will put him. With any, I don't care what producer for where or whatever, I will put Steve with any producer and he will roll with any producer. That's why, like I say, that's the best producer. I'm trying to get me an ID on this date, family. But if I can get Steve, my boy Steve, he uh, he lost his mother last year and he was a setback to him. He was living in Arizona, so he just moved back and then when Bernard died, that was a set that set him back too. So he just. He back here, so he building and get this studio together. So on this dating family, the whole thing is, I'm trying to, you know, I'm, 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 I'm with Steve and hurry up so we can, so we can get back on this dating family. And that's the, that's the hold up on the dating family. I don't want to move without Steve. Steve is just me, bootleg, and Steve is just, and Steve, he ain't lost it or nothing. It's just, you know, after, after all, he started fixing and doing a lot of engineering. After stuff changed and you had the internet and all that stuff come out and all the young boys start selling beats for fifty dollars and all that shit, that shit dismotivated him on beat shit. Cause you know when he was coming up, you know he was getting paid two, three thousand dollars a track. You know having publishing, getting six, seven thousand, eight thousand every two or three months. He came from the days of when we came when everything was good. So when the internet came out, he just tripping on, you know, a lot of beat dudes, it ain't what it used to be, you know, for the beat dude. You know what I'm saying? You got to really have a hit or something like that. So Steve just not motivated to do something. He just not motivated he to do something, 
that, you know, that these a lot of young boys doing and they can't make a living off of. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely want to interview him at some point. I've been getting at him uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully I can do it in the future Because I'd love to hear his story Because um, like you said Just a phenomenal producer um, You know Shoestring I want to thank you brother for Taking the time out It's always an honor to talk to you um, Everybody please go get this album The Pandemic uh, Before we get out of here I want to uh, give you the floor And um, we're going to leave with the song Get Rich man um, thanks again. I really appreciate you. Okay, man. I appreciate you too. Like I say, this my uh, this gonna be the first single off my album right here. It's called Get Rich. I shot a video about a week or two ago. I'm waiting on a video dude to get with me, and uh, I'm gonna shoot two or three more. And like I say, the name of the album is Shoestring. It's Shoestring of the Dayton Family, you know, and it's called The Pandemic. You can look it up on Apple Music iTunes, Spotify, wherever, Amazon, it's out there. So, you know, iHeartRadio. And if you need hard copies, like I say, hit me up. At, uh, the, the Dayton Family Shoestringer, hit me on Facebook at, under uh, Raheem Peterson Shoestring. Uh, well, we, I'm going to leave you with the song. Like I say, it's called Get Rich. Get Rich. Uh, thanks again, everybody. Please get that uh, The Pandemic. You will, uh, definitely won't regret it. We're out of here. Life is like thunder. Hit you real hard. 